Hi, this is Gary Washburn, pastor of Grace Tabernacle. Thank you for tuning to our podcast today. Our hope is that this message inspires you and builds your faith. For more information about Grace Tabernacle and our ministries, please go to gracetab.org and like us on Facebook. Now, may the message feed your soul. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've been set free. I've been redeemed. I've been sanctified. I've been made righteous. All through the blood of Jesus. It's not by works of righteousness which I have done, but according to your mercy, God, you saved me. Come on, come on, church. Just say the name of Jesus. Jesus. Just speak his name. There's power in his name. Jesus. Jesus. You are the King of glory, the exalted one. So amazing. The center of all creation, it revolves around you. Every beat of my heart, every breath in my lungs is because of you. You hold it all together. Jesus, you're so, so amazing. You're so amazing. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Holy One. Merciful King. We are free indeed. We are free indeed. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Come on, church, it's the hounds of heaven. Goodness and mercy, they follow you all the days of your life. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Yes, God. I know what I have experienced with him. There is not an argument, there's not a theological argument on this planet that would ever take me away from this one belief that he is all sufficient. He is all sufficient. He's all sufficient. And listen, church, he's way better than we think he is. Can I get an amen in a room on that? How many would say in here, God is good? God is good. I I listen. I I really do believe this. I don't believe anybody's going to get to heaven and look at Jesus and say, wow, I really overestimated how good you are. (laughs) Nobody's ever going to do that. If what Revelation reveals to us about being in heaven, when John writes the book of Revelation, it's this, that there is constant worship going on around the throne. 
It's hard for us to fathom that in our natural bodies, but there's something about seeing it through the eyes of the Spirit and going, the reason why it never ends and worship never ends is because every time He moves, every time He shifts just a little bit, we see another facet of how amazing He is. And if, if worship makes you uncomfortable in this life, you're going to be really uncomfortable out there. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. I love Jesus. I'll never stop loving Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you all. You can be seated. Thank you. God, you're so good. Oh, mercy. So good. Yeah, somebody say glory. Yes. Oh, worship team, thank you. That was awesome. That was so good. So good. You guys are familiar with Eddie and Beth Taylor. I'm sure they've ministered here a few times. I've been friends with them for, man, I think close to 30 years now, maybe a little bit more. And they are amazing, amazing people of God. We had a, a spell in our church where they were a part of a church of the church with us when they were in Orlando and before they moved to Georgia. And I tell you what, there's some strength in that couple that is just absolutely fantastic and I love to watch God shine through them. So I feel honored to be here. Eddie and Beth couldn't be here. They asked me if I could, could step in for him and I feel honored to be here. And can I just say this to encourage you guys with something? I walked in this room this morning, the worship team was still preparing and I could feel an anticipation, a hunger, an excitement for what God can do. I hope we never lose that as the church. I've been in the church my whole life. My dad's a pastor. He's got his doctorate in theology. He's forgotten more about the Bible than I'm ever going to know. But I've been in, I was born on Saturday in church on Sunday. Anybody else like that in your life? You know what I'm talking about, right? It's like you don't know anything different. This is what you experienced in life. I was born on Saturday in church on Sunday, and I never knew the difference. But what I discovered was this, that living or being... Going to church every Sunday will never turn me in to the thing that God desired me to be. Amen. It's kind of like living in a garage and thinking you're going to get turned into a car. <laughs> there is something to be said about the encounter with Jesus. How many want an encounter with Jesus? Amen. Well, listen, church, I want to encourage you this morning, the anticipation, the hope, the expectancy that I feel in the room. I feel like God's going to do that this morning. Those who hunger and thirst, they get filled. They get filled. And my hope and my desire here is this, that I've been in church my whole life. I know what it means to experience Jesus. I walked away from it for a while. I walked away from it for a number of years, but then God was like, nope, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And when he gets you, it's good. It's good. Put your hand on your heart a second. Just say this really profound, deep spiritual prayer. God, get me. God, get me. Just get me. I'm all yours. You can have everything. I have no regrets with my encounters with Jesus. He doesn't traumatize you when he shows up. He heals your trauma. I feel like some people are going to get healed here this morning, too. 
I was asking some of the elders beforehand because I want to honor the house. I don't want to come in here and do my own thing. I want to honor the house. And part of what I feel is in that expectancy is that there's a desire just for something more. Something more. Is there someone named Tammy in the room this morning? Is there a Tammy in the room? Sometimes I get names and I don't know what it means exactly. I feel like there's, there's not one in a room. Maybe there's someone to be watching. How about a Rick? Is there, is there a Tammy? There is a Tammy in the room? There isn't. You know somebody. It's your daughter? It's what? Big time? Okay. What I felt, I, I heard the word Tammy, and, and I felt like what God was revealing with that was that whatever fear has wrapped her life up, that it's not faith that she needs to expel the fear. The word says that it's perfect love that casts out fear. And what I feel like for Tammy is there's been a cry in the heart for some time for something transcendent, something that's a little bit outside. She can't put her hands on it, but she's longing for something. And I feel like even right now, as we're talking about this, that God's gonna encounter her wherever she is, whatever she's doing. I don't know what, to, I don't know what it is, but there's some kind of encounter that God wants to bring to Tammy. Is that right? Does that sound right to you? I don't know if she's wandered off. I don't know what the deal is, but there's something about that, that God is just gonna meet her right where she's at. She's, God's gonna blow her theological box up. Thank you, Jesus. And he's bringing, I think in it, he's bringing a transformation into her heart, into her mind. The way she thinks is gonna be completely different. Uh, the next time you see her, I feel like she's gonna talk different. The words coming out of her mouth are gonna be different. That's what, I, that's what I'm feeling in that. So, amen, can we say amen to that? Is that okay? Is that okay? And is there a Rick in the room here? Rick, or maybe you go by Richard. I don't know. You're Richard. You're a Richard. Yeah, you can hold your hand up, it's okay. I'm not gonna embarrass you, that's right. Yeah, Richard, I feel like um, with you, it's another kind of encounter, but I felt like it's a, um, like a love encounter, the kind where God's gonna encounter you when you're sleeping and you're gonna wake up praying. You're not gonna wake up to pray, you're gonna wake up praying. It's gonna be like this thing you can't put your hands on, your mind can't comprehend it, but I feel like the union that he's bringing in with you is to take you to a whole nother expression. Out of your head, into your heart, and you're gonna wake up praying. And you're gonna find that when you're praying, when you wake up praying like that, it's bypassed your head and it's hit you right in the heart and it comes out of your mouth and it begins to be prophetic in the sense that you're causing things to happen with the things that you pray. So, yeah, just, can we say amen to that? Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's so good. A little bit of my background to let you know why I'm so crazy. Like I said, I grew up in church. My dad's a minister. He's 87 years old, and he still preaches the gospel. And I grew up in that church. I'm so thankful for my family. Um, there was a little bit of dysfunction in my family. And how many in here could say, yeah? Everybody, every hand in the room goes up, right? Because there ain't no such thing as a perfect family. We have dysfunction in every single family. I don't think we have bad parents. That doesn't mean everything's bad. It just means there's, we're human. We mess things up. So I had a little bit of a dysfunction in my family and some of it was, it caused me to kind of second guess God. So I walked away from the church for a long, long time. It wasn't until I was 32 years old that I had an encounter with him that radically changed my life. That told me that transformation is possible for anyone. 
you're, you're looking at someone who walked in 16 years of some pretty dark addiction. I mean, if he can get me, he can get anybody. That's all I'm saying. If he can get me, he can get anybody. I was so angry at him. I was so angry at the church. I remember driving down the road one day, so angry with my, with my life, the way things had turned out. And I remember I was driving down the road and I was so mad, I remember slamming my fist up against the cab of my truck and I put a dent in it. You could see it from the outside. And I said, God, I'm done with you and I'm done with the church. You know what? I think that's what he was waiting for. I think, I do, I think that's what he was waiting for because it was my perception of him and it was my perception of the church that was off. It wasn't him, he never changes. It was my experiences in the church. Now I love the church, don't get me wrong, I've given my life to this, but we're all messed up. If you want a true representation of what the church looks like, see it through Jesus' eyes. He loves the church. He gave his life, Ephesians 5, he gave his life for the church. This is how much he loves her. So I had to look at that through his eyes and he showed up one Sunday morning when my wife drug me into church when I didn't want to be there and the only reason why I was in church was because it was her birthday and she said, this is what I want for my birthday. I want you to go to church with me. I hated the church so much I was like, can I buy you a new car? Can I do something else other than go to church? I really don't want to go to church. Now I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but anybody else ever feel like that sometimes? You ever been in that place in your life where you're just kind of like, man, I don't know, what am I doing? I show up in church, there's this guy, long story short, short, standing up there speaking, and he's one of those prophet kind of guys, right? He begins to speak prophetic words over people. And when I walked in, we were late because I was dragging my feet because I didn't want to be there. We were late, and the only chairs left were in the second row. Now, I know you guys are prophetic people here. I know you love the things of the Spirit. I can tell. I can feel it in this room, right? Right? I love that. So I walk in down the aisle, and I sit in the second row. He sees me, this guest speaker, and he picks up a notebook from under his chair, and he starts to write something. I'm like, oh, man, game on. I grew up in this. I grew up in charismatic Pentecostal church. I knew what it meant to have somebody do something like that. I'm thinking, he's going to get me. He's going to get me. He gets up to speak, and he speaks this amazing message. He was such a brilliant communicator, and he said, and it was all about being careful with the presence of God. You guys remember when David got the Ark of the Covenant, and he brought it back and put it on an ox cart? Uzzah touched it. He dies. Everybody knows the story, right? He was telling that story, and he was saying, be careful when God has his hand and his presence on something. People get hurt if you don't handle it properly. And he looks at me, and he goes, presence of God is on your life. I'm like, boy, you don't know anything about me. You don't know anything about me. I am so far from having the presence of God on my life. And he said, no, you need to be really careful. God's got his hand on your life. And he began to prophesy over me. And I I remember this moment happening in my life where I was like, I can either lean into this or I can completely withdraw. I had a choice. I could lean into this, but something, I felt like, I, I think it was really the grace of God is what it was. I felt it start to wrap me up like a blanket and all the pain, all the hurt, all the anger, all the fear, everything that I had been feeling for 16 years started to melt and my mind started opening up to the possibility that maybe God is good. 
that maybe he's not this, this white-haired man sitting in heaven waiting to thump me because I do everything wrong. He began to speak some things to me, and, and at one point, you know, he's talking like I am right now, but he started speaking to me as if, I'm going to point right here, I'm not picking you guys out, but I want to point because that's kind of where I was sitting. And he started saying, your wife sitting next to you, I guess it's your wife, I don't know who that is, he goes, I, she's been speaking some things into your life for some time, you need to listen to her. And of course, every woman in the room is going, yes. <laughs> this is the man of God. I knew what he was saying. I knew what she was saying. She had been saying for some time that it wasn't what I thought it was. That she wanted me just back in the community of faith again. All that to say, he ended up doing some ministry that day with me. And I fell on the floor. I mean, I was a, I was a mess. I was screaming, I was crying. I had stuff coming out of my nose, out of my eyes, out of my ears, I had everything. It was just, I was just leaving it right there. And I, I, I discovered something though, that this Jesus who I thought who he was, I had made up in my own mind was not who he really was. Amen. He grabbed me, he wrapped me up. You know what he told me? He said, Andrew, you're safe. You're safe. I didn't know I was so fearful. I didn't know I was so scared. All I needed to do was tell me I'm safe. I'm safe. 16 years of addiction ended February 28th of 1999. One day. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all about 12-step programs, but I like the Bible program because it says you're brought from darkness to light. I got moved from darkness to light and I've never looked back. Being brought up in the church for so long, I went to a Christian school, right? Because my dad's a pastor, we had this school, and it was one of those kinds of schools. Anybody go to a Christian school here? Let me see your hands. Not too many people, a few. Was your school like this? Every week we had to memorize a chapter of scripture. Not a verse, a chapter. By the time I got through school, I had most of Romans and almost the entire book of Ephesians memorized. But I still found my life going into 16 years of addiction. I discovered something. The word says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. We think your word I've hidden in my head. I had it all in my head. It didn't make that transfer, that 16 inch transfer down to my heart yet. But when I had the encounter with him, when he came in and he showed me what the grace of God really looked like and he said, Andrew, it's not about you, it's about me. It's about me taking it. It's about me absorbing it. It's about me loving you so much that I took you out of the equation to try to make yourself better and I did it for you. Come on. All of a sudden I started reading the word and it was just coming alive. Places where I would read the word and it would condemn me, it started to bring life. Anybody ever read that? You read the Bible and you're like, oh God, I'm such a terrible person. I mean, there's always things we can improve on. Amen? Amen. Amen. There are always things that we can learn and grow in. But I have to come back to this thing, but it's about the work of Jesus inside me. It is God who works in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's God who works in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it changed everything about the way I started 
living my life. I knew when I was 16 years old, I was called to minister the gospel. Knew it. Ran away from it. I wanted to be a rock star. That's why I was in Nashville for a number of years. I wanted to be a rock star. I find Jesus, and he's like, you know what? You can still do that, but here's what I really have for you, what's going to make you come alive. So I ended up doing the thing that I absolutely told God I would never do, which was start a church. (laughs) Starting a church. I have people ask me, Andrew, what's it like starting a church? It's a series of near-death experiences. (laughs) That's really what it is. And those Sundays keep coming with increasing regularity. But one thing I discovered in the process of doing this was I don't ever want to do good church. I don't ever want to do good church. I don't want somebody to come in and say, man, that worship was off the charts, amazing, and that speaker was really good. It doesn't matter unless we have the encounter with Jesus. It doesn't matter. I loved your sign out there, presenting Jesus. I'm like, win? That's a win right there. Isn't that what it says, presenting Jesus? I'm like, this is it. That's the win right there. So for me, my heart, in everything that I do now is I want every individual on this planet that I come in contact to to experience who Jesus is. I've got a couple of passages of scripture here I want to read to you, and then we're going to see what God does. 1 Corinthians 4.20. This changed my perspective on preaching the gospel. For the kingdom realm, how many want the kingdom realm? There's a whole other realm called the kingdom of heaven. That's what I'm interested in right there. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? I'm interested in that. I want every bit of what the kingdom has brought down here. I want every bit of it. Well, Andrew, there are some things in the kingdom. I've had people tell me this. Andrew, there are some things in the kingdom that are belong for later after you die, and there are some things for now. I'm like, fine. If you can show me what they are, that's fine. But until I see them in the word, until I see them, like, I want everything. I'm selfish. I'm greedy. I want everything. I want all that he has to offer. Let your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't want to just preach a good word. It says this, for the kingdom realm of God comes with power, not simply impressive words. This is 1 Corinthians 4. This is Paul having to defend his apostleship over and over and over to a group of believers in Corinth who had gotten so divisive. They had gotten so sectarian. It's, you guys may remember in the beginning of it, he says, you say I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas. And he's like, man, I don't know, whatever you guys are talking about. All I determined to know among you is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. The kingdom realm comes in power. Now, I like Greek and I like Hebrew. I've studied it a little bit. I've studied it enough to impress you. That's all. The word power there is the word dunamis in Greek. Anybody know what English word we get from dunamis? Dynamite! Yes! You guys are awesome, you know. Dynamite. I don't know about you, but dynamite's pretty explosive. When it goes off, it releases something. When the gospel goes off, it releases something. 
it's not just a story to tell, it's a word that gets imparted through the spirit that brings transformation in the soul that could never happen on a human level. Jesus, 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 say his name, Jesus. So good, so good. Romans 1.16, here's another one. I have to put scripture in it so it's legal. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is, it doesn't contain, it doesn't produce, it doesn't magnify. It is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew, then also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Romans 10, 14, 15 and 17 say this, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The word of God. When the gospel gets preached, the good news of Jesus Christ, faith is released. Amen. Do you believe that? Yes. Withholding the gospel is withholding from people their God-given ability to respond to his word when it comes. Why would we do that? Why would we withhold the gospel? Because in it has the ability to produce something inside of them. Why would we withhold that from them? My wife and some others around me, they, think, they don't think I'm a pastor. They really think I'm an evangelist. Which may be true because I have Jesus inside of me and he was the ultimate evangelist. Amen. We do this thing with our church. We have a great... Um, connection relationship with the city in Altamont Springs. And they, they invite us to almost every event that they do. And we go down there and we set up a tent and we pray for people. And there are, there are people who pay, like vendors who will pay $1,000 for one of those tents. They give it to us for free. We go down there and that's all we do is we begin to pray for people and prophesy over them. Can you believe that? A city lets us do that? They love it. We've been doing it for 10 years. They love it. But here's what, here's what I have because of what I've experienced in Jesus himself. I don't want to tell people to go to church. The, 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 the message of Jesus was go into all the world and preach the gospel. Why? The gospel is power, right? It is the power of God. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. We've done it, we've done it backwards. We tell people to go to church. Instead of saying, wait, we go to the world. The church is an overflow. The growth of the church is an overflow of the expression of the kingdom out into the world. Can I get an amen in the room on this? So when we're going out there and we're ministering to people, we're praying for them, but sometimes they don't know it. We'll begin to prophesy over them. People get healed. How many like healing? How many believe Jesus came to heal? How many believe he came to heal and he didn't have any kind of like uh, provisos or quid pro quos or anything. There was like, he came to heal and when he healed, he healed, yes, right? Yes, he didn't say, if you do this and get yourself all cleaned up, I'll heal you. Nope. He showed up on the scene and he healed people. Amen. 
So I'm not concerned where people are out there with what they believe. I'm just bringing Jesus to them. You want to hear a story about one of them? You guys like testimonies? We had a guy walk up. We were out there, and he's like, he's a little bit jaded, and he goes, so I guess you guys are healing people. I'm like, yeah, people are getting healed. He said, well, I need something healed, but I want you to tell me what it is. Now, we've created a culture in our church where when that happens, most of our team's like, challenge accepted. (laughs) So they just sat there for a minute and just listened to see what Holy Spirit would say. And then one of our leaders said, you got a hernia. He said, it's about three inches and it's right on your abdomen. And the guy panicked. Oh my gosh. He pulls up his shirt. You see this hernia sticking out. And he just goes over and he puts his hand on it and he just says the name of Jesus. You know what happened to that hernia? It's gone. Disappeared right there. Right there. There was no large spiritual words. There was no nothing. It was just be healed. Be healed. Be healed. We had another guy come up And I like the ones that come up that are kind of jaded. I like them. Because I know what that means to be jaded. I've been there. He walks up. And he's like, if God really speaks to you, he'll tell you you my name. Would that panic anybody in here? Well, it might. I tell you what, after you just submit to what Holy Spirit is doing and listen to him, you'll be amazed at what he does. So he stood by for a second, and of course our team, challenge accepted, we're sitting there, and he's standing there, waiting for us, and then finally one of our other team members goes, hey Benjamin, get over here. The guy goes, oh, whoo, and he took off running down the street. Here's, here's what I've discovered, church. I don't tell stories like this for some kind of parlor trick. That's not the point. All I know is God got a hold of him in that moment. Would I have preferred for him to stay there? and let us pray for him and preach the gospel to him? Yes, I would, but I tell you what, he can't, he can't deny that. He can't deny that. Church, can I suggest to you that it doesn't take some specific kind of anointing in order to do that? First John tells us we have the anointing that abides. Who is it? It's the anointed one. When Holy Spirit comes, the word says he gives it without measure. He gives it without measure. So you don't get a junior Holy Spirit until you become more spiritual and then he gives you the the senior Holy Spirit. You guys tracking with me, right? Are you in the room with me, right? Come on, I need a little help here. Give me an amen. amen. You get the whole Holy Spirit. We teach our kids this way in our kids' ministry. So that when we're in worship, if we have a time of healing, it's wonderful. The kids come up and they start putting their hands on them, start praying for them. Why? They don't get a junior Holy Spirit. They get the whole thing. I got so passionate about these passages of Scripture right here when I first came through my transformation. I got so passionate about it. It was all I could think of. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. Who doesn't want salvation? Who doesn't want it? 
I mean, come on. We were praying this morning. One of you guys said the full sozo. I don't know who said that. Somebody in the prayer room in there said get the full sozo. I'm like, yes. Yes, all of it. He doesn't just come to give you a get out of hell card. He came to set you free and liberate you. He came to give you a destiny, a calling, an identity so unique to you. Nobody else on this planet has it. When I was growing up, I thought that I need to have a special kind of anointing because I saw another minister operate in that. No, that's unique to them. That's who they are. I'm the only one on this planet like me. 1 Peter 4.10 says, if anyone has received a gift, let him minister it as the very oracles of God. In it, the manifold wisdom of God gets released. I'm a quirky dude. I'm not that smart, Jenny. Yeah, that's a movie reference. That's all right. <laughs> but I do know what love is. <laughs> it's a person. Everyone in this room can minister the power of the gospel. Do what Amos had to do in, in, in Minor Prophet Amos when he was so like, I don't know, I can't do it, I can't do it. Anybody ever feel like that? I can't do it, I can't be whatever. Open your mouth, I will fill it, Holy Spirit says. Open your mouth, I will fill it. Amen. I've been in so many places personally out in life not even inside the church, where I will find like Holy Spirit will be directing me towards an individual to say something, and I don't know what to say. But if I get one word, I've learned, I say the one word, and then it starts to follow. It's like he's just waiting for me, just to speak up. Listen, church, there is an entire planet out there waiting for this thing called the power of the gospel. The power of the gospel. Every place you go in your life, I don't care if it's to the gas station, to the bank, to the grocery store, everywhere you go, you shift the atmosphere. Doesn't have to happen in here alone. Amen. Come on. Some of you guys feel where I'm going with this, right? I start, it started happening to me after my encounter with Jesus. I would go into places and I would be like, what is going on? I would walk up to people. I remember walking through a grocery store. I walked into the store because my wife called me and said, on your way home, pick up some bread. So I go in to pick up some bread and I feel Holy Spirit saying, you're not in here for bread. Come on. Amen. So I'm walking up and down the aisles. I've got my loaf of bread. I'm holding it. I'm walking in going, God, what am I doing here? All of a sudden, I have this vision of a lady wearing white pants and a pink shirt. So um, you know how you can do like go to the end of the store and walk down it and look down the aisle? Uh -huh. Here's what I'm doing. <laughs> Lady standing there with a pink shirt and white pants. And all I did was walk up to her and say, hey, my name's Andrew. I don't mean to be weird, rude, or whatever like that. I just feel like I was sent in here for you. She's like, what are you talking about? Right, exactly. <laughs> but I have to trust Holy Spirit. If he's asking me to do something, then he's somehow he's prepping them too. Amen. So I just said, I feel like I'm here. I need to pray for you for something. I said, I feel like you've got a child that's really sick. She immediately just breaks down, collapses on her cart and starts talking, crying, and starts talking about her youngest son had so sick, they don't even know what it is. They can't figure it out. And I just laid hands on her and I just said, you know what? I believe Jesus transcends 
even physical presence. Amen. And that right now, I put my hands on you and I pray for your child in Jesus' name for that child to be healed. Now, I don't know if the child ever got healed or not. I never saw the lady again. What I do know is this, that whenever there's an injection of the kingdom into a certain place, into a person, they can't escape it. My sense of it is she went home and that kid got healed because just that encounter right there. The power of the gospel. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 2. I gave you 1 Corinthians 4. It'd be good to go read it. It takes 20 or 30 minutes just to go read 1 Corinthians 1 through 4. It doesn't take long. Look at the story. He's having to defend his apostleship because the church is so divisive. But he gives us these wonderful things. He goes, when I came to you guys, I did not come with persuasive words of man's wisdom, but I came with a demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith would not be in the wisdom of man, but it would be in the power of God. How many want that? How many want to live like that? I'm telling you, there is not... There is, there is nothing more. There are no formulas that get you there. There are simple, it's only the simple thing. God, I want you. I want you to show up. I'm willing to risk it. We have a value system at our church and risk and faith is one of them. Risk and faith. Where I just encourage people, you get out there, you start talking about who Jesus is, he shows up. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm also training our church to know this, that nobody out there wants to be the target of somebody else's evangelistic zeal. You know what I'm talking about, right? I tell them, we're not out there to close the deal. I'm not out there to get somebody to say a prayer. That is not my goal. I think it's kind of funny. You can't ever see anybody who believes in Jesus saying a prayer in, in the word. We make it about that. I'm just saying I can see plenty of times where they encounter him and encounter the spirit and all of a sudden everything changes. So I I share with our church, I'm not interested in you closing the deal. I am interested in bringing a demonstration of the spirit and of power so that people's faith will not be in persuasive words of man's wisdom, but they will be in the power of God. It's John chapter nine. Jesus shows up and heals the blind guy. You guys know the story, right? And the Pharisees, they are out of sorts. They are just like, what just happened here? Who did this? How did he do it? Why did he do it? Isn't that funny what religion does? It takes a miracle and it says, well, I need to compartmentalize it. (laughs) Right? I need to compartmentalize it. Who did it? How did they do it? So they go ask the blind man. If you guys haven't read John 9, you can read it. They go ask the blind man. And they're going to and asking him, who did this? He goes, oh, well, this guy came up to me. This is the Andrew Lamb paraphrase. A guy came up to me, and he just healed my eyes. Well, who was he? Well, I don't know. He just healed my eyes. Well, what's wrong with you? Was it, was it your parents? The sin that you were blind? What is it? Why is it? You know, they're looking for the category. They're looking for something. And they keep coming back to him and asking him what's going on. He goes, look, I don't know what to tell you. I was blind and now I see. The dude gets so aggressive with him, he ultimately says, what, do you want to be his disciple? Go ahead. All I know is I was blind and now I can see. Come on, church. The, the gospel is not simplistic, but it is simple. 
It is simple. It is just simply the demonstration of the spirit and of power so that people don't have faith in the persuasive words of man's wisdom. I tell you what, if your faith is based on a man's wisdom, a very good communicator, somebody who can preach with the right words, if your faith is in that, be careful because somebody will come along with a better argument. Double-minded and all unstable in all his ways comes to mind. Tossed to and fro by every doctrine and wind. Somebody could come to me and say, well, Andrew, Jesus doesn't set people free from 16 years of addiction. You try and argue that away from me. Do your best. Bring your Bible. Bring your lexicon. And all I'm going to do is sit there and look at you and go, all I know is I was blind, but now I can see. Jesus, I'm telling you, I'm 56 years old now, and my theology is getting smaller and smaller. And what I mean by that is the more I discover who he is, the more I discover that he is the single most important thing, that my theology is secondary, and I'm gonna get to heaven and realize how wrong I am with my theology. Now, I don't mean to offend anybody, please. This is not my point. I'm just simply saying he is perfect theology. Jesus, Bill Johnson said that. I've hung on to that for years. Jesus is perfect theology. He's perfect. He's perfect. All right, it's 11.16. And I've been told that we kind of wrap up at 11.30 here, but I want to see what God wants to do. You go okay with that? Oh, Jesus, help us. Church, let me encourage you. Learn how to listen to God in a way that he talks to you. He could talk to you so different than your friend or your neighbor or your brother or your sister. He could talk so different to you than them. It's okay. I have a friend who gets prophetic words based on Avengers movies. It's weird. I know that. I just, I'm like, if God can talk through a donkey... Even more to the point, if God can talk through me. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. Come on, just worship him for a second. Come on, Jesus, you're so kind. You're so worthy. You're so good, Jesus. You're so, so good. You're so, so good. Just let him speak to you. He speaks to me in weird ways. Sometimes I feel sensations in my body. And I just, I've learned over the years just to pay attention to him because not every sensation I'm having is me. It's usually Holy Spirit just communicating something to me. I feel something happening in my right elbow. Anybody in here have like something where it's either been dislocated or you have some kind of, maybe it's a bone spur or something like that, your right elbow, anybody. If I'm not saying it correctly, don't sit there and go, wait, he's not saying it exactly right. We know in part, we prophesy in part, right? Anybody have something going on in the right elbow? You do right there? You mind if we pray for you? See, be healed, come on over here. Oh yeah, what is it that's going on in your elbow? Um, since 
uh, like June, I was exercising, and it's like the tendon has just been irritated ever since then. Okay. So, and it's not going away. Do you feel it right now? Yeah. Right here. All right, here's how we do this. This big, deep spiritual prayer. Everybody extend your hand this way. And we do this deep spiritual prayer. We just say, be healed. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name, be healed. Okay, now I want you to move it around to see if anything's changed. And it's okay if it hasn't. You don't need to make me feel good. If it still feels the same, it's okay. I've always been able to move it, but it's actually not hurting. Come on, Jesus. Thank God. Come on. 100%. Thank you, Jesus. 100%. Don't ever come back in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Somebody's got a broken tooth on the right side, jaw, right lower jaw. Anybody got a broken tooth right there? That's you right there. Um, before we do this, I just want to, I like testimony. The word says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, right? So when you testify of what Jesus has done, you're actually releasing the prophetic over everybody who hears it. So I tell you these stories for no other reason than to release the prophetic. We were praying when we first started our church, we were in our house and God gave me a word about a tooth that was broken and I could see it bleeding. And we prayed for them. They immediately went into the bathroom in the house, looked at it and the tooth was completely restored. Completely, not just stopped bleeding, completely restored. Now I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I like that testimony. You have a, a tooth that's broken on your right side, right? Do you mind okay if you come up here? Is that okay? I don't mean to embarrass anybody. I, this is not the point of anything. I just want to see what God's going to do here because I have people ask me sometimes, hi, Bruce, I'm Andrew. I have people ask me sometimes, well, Andrew, what if you pray for somebody and they don't get healed? Anybody ever have that run through your mind? Yeah. Right? I've just changed my perspective. And I look at it like this. What if I pray for them and they do get healed? I've, had, I've prayed for people and they haven't gotten healed, but you know what I do? I pray for them again. And if they don't get healed, I pray for them again. I just keep going. So, mind if I put my hand on you? All right, are you in any kind of pain at all? No. Not right now? Okay. All right, thank you. Jesus. Jesus, somebody just extend your hand right here. And I pray the love of Jesus get revealed in your body, released right now, that that tooth be 100% healed and restored. That the ultimate healer the ultimate dentist would just put his hand right there right now, touch your side, and heal your body in Jesus' name. Do you feel anything happening? Not yet. You don't? That's okay if you don't. That's okay. I just always like to check to see. Yeah. So maybe if you're brave enough, you can go look in the mirror and see if something happened to it. Okay? Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Years ago, I went to a revival, and I took my 13-year-old son, and he had been having this terrible rash on his feet that we just couldn't get rid of. It was just constantly itching. I don't know if he got into a, I don't know what it was, but it was just, it would not go away. And I remember we were in that revival service, and things were happening. Somebody was praying. People were just getting healed, and I just looked at my son and said, why don't you just ask Jesus if, if he wants to heal your feet? Just ask him. So he's sitting there and he has his flip-flops on. He's sitting there and he starts praying like this and then you hear somebody across the room screaming like bloody murder, like something was wrong and they're screaming, it's gone, it's gone. They had a tumor on their side that just disappeared. So everybody looks up to see what's going on and like, what, what's going on? Her tumor disappeared on her side. He looks back down and his feet are completely clean. 
Yeah, that's the Jesus I know. That's the Jesus I know. Somebody in here, have, I think you might have had surgery or maybe going into surgery for something in your upper back neck. Is that anybody in the room? Right here? You've, have you had the surgery? Is there some kind of metal in your neck? You mind coming up here? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you mind if I put my hands on you? Is that okay? Jesus. 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 Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Mercy and compassion. The healing power of Jesus just be released on you right now. And I pray your neck function. And whatever has been damaged right now in Jesus' name, get healed. Right now, in Jesus' name. Do you feel anything happening? It's okay if you don't. I just don't want to check. I believe. I believe. You believe? I believe. I believe. Yes, come on. Thank I you, Jesus. Jesus. Can you turn your neck a little bit to see if anything's changed? Come on, Jesus. If it hasn't, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Jesus. 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 Jehovah Rapha. Heal right now. This is what you do. You're good. All you do is good. That's what the word says. All you do is good. You don't have anything bad to give. All you do is good. Oh, yes. Right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, right there. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna move your head a little bit more, let's see. Just move it around. See if you can do something that you couldn't. I don't want, to put, I don't want you to put yourself in pain, but see if you can do something that you haven't done. Still left the same? Okay, one more time, we do it again. Jesus, come on. Come on, Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, you're so kind. Yes, that's it, yes. That's it, Jesus, thank you, Lord. I'm gonna stand behind you a second. Thank you, Jesus. Heal, restore. That's what you do. Thank you, Jesus. One more time. Do you see, you feel anything or see anything changing at all? Mm. I believe. You believe, yeah? I receive. Come on. I believe. Come on, Jesus. It's mine. That's right. It's mine. That's right. In Jesus' name. That's right. That's right. What I'm seeing right now is it's like you, 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 the word talks about the peace that passes all understanding. If we want the peace that passes all understanding, we have to remove our understanding for a moment to let it pass it. You don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to believe enough. You don't have to have faith enough. This is just Jesus. This is just Jesus. You don't have to do anything. Bless your heart. You don't have to do anything. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Yes. Lord, I pray you meet her right where she's at. Thank you. 
that your healing hand would heal not only the physical body, but would turn any kind of trauma around it into testimony. You're not identified by your trauma. You're identified by your healer. Trauma is not your identity. Jesus is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen? All right. Watch what Jesus does. There's something he's been doing within your mind. He's messing with your mind in a good way. In a good way. And what I mean by that is what I, hear, what I hear him saying right now is he's taking your mind and whatever blocks have been inside of it just because of either religion or just trauma or whatever it is. And he's beginning to remove those things and show who he really is. And I feel like what's going to happen, your healing is going to come to you and you're not going to even be looking for it. It's just all of a sudden you're going to be like, what is going on? I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm doing things that I haven't done before. Can we say amen to that? Thank you, dear. Thank you so much. Thank you. You too? Spinal cord injury. Okay. Okay. All right. So he's saying he can't move his arm any further than this right here. Yeah. Okay. This one's not too bad. Okay. Affected the left side of the body. Okay. Thank you for coming up here. I like it when people are like. I'm trusting you. Yes. Well, don't trust me. Trust Jesus. I don't know. It's just I don't do anything. I just simply step into it. What's your name? Tim. Tim. All right. Great, Tim. All right, but extend your hand this way. All right, we're just going to say right now, in the name of Jesus, whatever damage has been done gets healed right now. Everything gets lined back up. Whatever has even been damaged by doctors mm-hmm. right now. Thank you. You're the perfect physician. You don't mess things up. You restore and you heal. Thank you, Jesus. Take a deep breath. There you go, breathe it out. You're breathing and you're healing right now. I don't know if you know that. Breathe in again. And breathe it out. The word for spirit in Hebrew and in Greek is wind. Ruach and pneuma. It's wind. Breathe in. Breathe out. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now I want you just to see if you can do anything beyond what you could do before. Okay? Move it. And you don't have to make me feel good. If it's not moving, it's not working. It's still not quite there again. Okay. All right, everybody do it again. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, you're the author. You're the finisher. You're perfection. 100% be healed right now. Okay, let's move again. Let's see if anything's changing. Or if you're feeling anything else in your body. It's about the same? Still about the same? All right, we'll do it one more time. Everybody just sticks in your hand here this way. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for Tim. Thank you, God. You heal his back. Whatever surgery's been done, shoulders work, arms work. Right now, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Check it again. One more time. Still about the same. Okay. Now, here's... People will ask me, Andrew, what's happening? He's not getting healed. What's, what, what's your, is your program wrong? Is your words wrong? I don't believe that at all. I don't see anywhere in scripture where you're supposed to get those things right. I don't. But I also can't build a theology based on why people don't get healed. I can't do that. So what I do is, I have an encounter with you this morning, Tim. I meet you for the very first time. You tell me what's happening with your body. And I know that. Now, every time you come into my mind, what happens is I'm going, Jesus, heal his body. Jesus, heal his body. I want you to get healed right here. Amen. 
but what if he gets healed when he goes home? I'm really okay with that. <laughs> I'm really okay with that. All right, Tim, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You same thing? Is it neck? Neck, lung, and vision. I've been waiting to see them. I've seen it in a spirit go straight. And when they do, that's like... Is there any kind of like neuropathy happening? No, that was a surgical mistake. That surgical mistake. Yeah. Thank God we have a healer who doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. It's the lungs? It's the eyes and my neck. Okay. It's even causing dizziness, my neck. Okay, so what, what's beautiful about Jesus is I don't need a diagnosis. He just he shows up and he heals people. Come up here a little bit further, if you would, Jane. Thank you. Thank you. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to pray and just ask God to touch you, and I want you to position yourself to be able to take him and experience him in a, in a sensation, maybe in a way that you haven't before. Okay, so we can just blow everything out of the box for a moment. I'm not going to touch you. Thank you, Jesus. Just close your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's happening right now, I feel like there's been a demonic assignment on your physical body. And since it's in the crosshairs right now, we just say, get out in Jesus' name. Don't come back. No more affliction. No more. No more, all of that stops right now in Jesus' name. Okay, Holy Spirit, please wash over her. I see him inflating you from the inside out. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I'm praying the Christ in you right now begin to inflate and as it's doing that, it's pushing every bit of dysfunction out. Just say the name Jesus, Jane. Yeah, say it again. Say it again. Yeah. What do you feel happening in your body right now? Shaking. You're shaking. That's good. People ask me that. Are you okay? Yeah, God's good. He's good. That's right. That's right. You're shaking. People ask me that. Well, why do people shake? Why do they fall down? It's simple. They can't stand up. The Lord is my joy. He gives the laughter. It's not natural. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And in his presence is the fullness of joy, right? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to put my hand on your hand. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I pray that right there, that joy, that laughter that does good like a medicine, as Proverbs says. That right now, that the laughter coming out of her mouth would dispel any kind of demonic assignment, that it would bring in the fullness of what God has, all healing inside of your body, physically and emotionally. Yes. You get those healed, too. Yeah. All trauma disappear. All enchilada. She wants the whole enchilada. I love that. That's so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jane. Now... I will eventually go back to my church, and I don't know if I'm blowing things up here. I don't mean to do anything. Um, but I want to pay attention to that. See what happens. Watch what God does. Amen. I've prayed for people for healing before, and I've seen nothing happen. Then they come back and tell me later, I was standing in the shower, and my neck started working again. It's so good. That's so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, so good. He's so good. Yes. 
Pray for your wife, Susan. Something specific or just, we can do that. You don't have to get up. I'll come over here. Is that okay? You don't have to make your move. Can I put my hand on you here? Is that right? Thank you, Jesus. Right now, restoration. Restoration. Yes, God. Specifically, I'm praying for your mind. Like your brain. What I see is I see God's finger working inside of your mind. He's just moving things around. He's saying, work. Come back together. Function. It's going to have an effect on your whole body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You feel anything happening, Susie? I just like to check to see. Sometimes people feel different things going on in their body. So many things. So many things. Is any of it good? Do you have pain in your body right now? Lupus, okay. Okay, lupus. Well, God didn't create that. That's not God. No. No. I don't want it. No, it has a name. We call it by name and we say leave, lupus. Leave. Leave. You're in God's house and you're trespassing. Get out. Get out. This is not a power struggle with the demonic. It's a truth encounter. So all you need is Jesus. So I say, Jesus, right now, encounter her body in such a way that that lupus gets eradicated. Thank you, Jesus. Mind if I touch your knee? Is that okay? Thank you, God. You're so kind. All of the lupus leave. I'm declaring your life to be a testimony. A miracle, a sign, and a wonder. It makes your family, makes your friends, makes your loved ones, makes every doctor you've ever visited stand there in wonder. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Heart murmur. Somebody have a heart murmur going on. Yes. Sorry. Cancer tumors are growing rapidly. And they are aortic aneurysm has developed. Okay. Many large hernias that are debilitating. Okay. I lost my voice due to infection that they can't clear up. Okay. All right. Just right here. I'm just going to hold your hand a second. I want to do something here, and again, I don't want to freak anybody out. I'm going to turn the mic off. Um, I, only because I've experienced God healing in very strange ways. And, and I feel like I'm supposed to yell at you right there and tell it to go away. Is that where it's at? It's right there? That's where a lot of it is right here. Okay. All right, I'm going to do that. What's your name?
feel like you're lighter? Come on, that's good. Come on, can you turn me back on now? Am I on? There we go. All right, she said she's feeling lighter. Doesn't surprise me. Let's let the weight of the cancer leave right now. Right now. This is not your destiny. It's not God design. What he does is good. It's good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I'm going to agree with you and believe with you that that thing's gone out of your body. Now, I can't wait to see what happens the next time you go to the doctor. I know there's not physical things you may be able to tell right now, but we're just going to believe that. Is that good? If I can eat today, Okay, if you can eat today, you're going to know a lot of it is gone. Come on. That's what we're holding out for right there. Thank you, Jesus. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you. We had a food bank at our church when we were in Nashville. And this is right when God started showing up and doing some crazy things in the church. I mean, he was blowing my theological box up. And we had somebody come into our food kitchen, and they were late. And the person working the kitchen got a little upset because they were knocking on the door trying to get in. He finally let him in, and she said, I'm sorry, I'm late. I've just been to the doctor. I've been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And so he right there, he was our youth pastor, right there. He just said, can I pray for you? She's like, yes, fine. He put his hand on her, prayed for her, got her food, and she left. About a week later, she came back to the church, and she said, where's that guy that does the food kitchen? And we're like, I don't know who you're talking about. We have multiple people who do it. No, it was that guy. He's got the funny teeth. And he looks, you know, describing our youth pastor. I'm like, I know who you're talking about. I went to the doctor and my cancer is gone. It's gone. Came back with the doctor report that it was gone. This is, now, come on. Is this not what Jesus does? Can we get an amen on that? Who else would we want to? Was there somebody else right here? Yeah. What is it for you? Liver cancer. Liver cancer. Ooh. I'm on the list. You're on a list, like for a donor? Yeah. <laughs> I may be a little weird on this, but I think God has a parts part, parts part Amen. department in heaven. Yes. New liver. Amen. New liver right now. <laughs> new liver right now. <laughs> Yes, a new liver right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord, I just, I, right now, I just come out of agreement with any kind of diagnosis. There is no diagnosis. It's just you. It's just you, Jesus. You are the healer. You're the one that restores. You renew. You revive. Lord, I'm praying right now a new liver. A new liver in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you feel anything happening in your body? It's okay if you don't. I just want to check. You don't feel anything. Okay. It's going to happen. I believe that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This is Katie. Hi, Katie. Hey. Hi there. Hey, um, can you unmute your mic, please? Yes, I can do that. I like that. Unmute you. Okay. Can I talk to the mic? Yeah, go ahead. I think they can hear you. Um, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a prayer request. Yep. Uh, heaven is not going to get me, but I, I want to be in heaven because of a lab work I have coming up in next month. Mm-hmm. And I just want the rapture to happen. Uh, okay. And I can I get an amen in the room on that one right there? Okay. And also... 
I would like my gastroparesis and TMJ to be healed before next month. Oh, okay. Or, or the rapture to happen, whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Right now. Right now. Is it all right if I put my hands on you here? Yeah. That's okay? Right now, I know. Okay. Sorry, I'm just no, you're fine. Trying to speed things up. You're fine. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that right now get healed. Right now. No fear gets to enter in. Nope. No fear from any kind of test or anything like that. No fear. Right now. Yes, perfect love casts out fear. So I pray your encounter with Jesus right now bring love into your heart, your mind, and your soul like you've never experienced before. I've had a faith issue. You do? That's okay. Yeah. He's, that's okay. He's got a lot of faith. Can I tell you why? <laughs> sure. Uh, because um, I have a faith issue where I've had a lot of flamey experiences. Mm -hmm. And I've just, I've had physical therapy where I just kind of walked away. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just praying I don't need surgery or physical therapy or anything like that. Well, let's just say we're going to agree with you on that Everybody and say yes, 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 Jesus. The healing in your body, Katie, 100% all the way around, top to bottom. Yeah. Top to bottom. Thank you. Can you agree with that? Yes, I agree yeah, Okay, with amen, that. amen. That's so good. Yeah, no new doctors. I pray you encounter the real doctor. Yes! The real doctor. Amen. 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 Yay, God. Yes, the real doctor. That's right. Come on, that's so good. That's so good. One last one. I felt like there was a heart murmur thing going on. Somebody with a heart condition of some kind. Yeah, go ahead and come on up here if that's you. Man, church, I can feel, I feel, man, I don't know, there is something about anticipation and expectancy and hunger. I don't know how it works, I can't theologically put it together, but there's something about it that attracts the supernatural. It's like those who wanted Jesus got him. Those who didn't want him didn't get him. And what I feel in this is like the hunger, the desire, the anticipation, the hope. I hope you guys feel that in here. It's not about some stupid guy standing here with a microphone. It's not about that. If that's you, heart conditions, is this everybody up front? Some kind of heart condition? I'm standing in for somebody. Standing in for somebody? Okay, awesome. So we got four people right here or more? Murmur? Heart murmur specifically for this right here. Here's what I love about it. If I say heart murmur and it's a heart condition, but it's not a heart murmur, I like it when people come forward anyway. It's like somebody threw a prophetic word out there and you intercepted it. And I like that. I like the faith in that. That's really wonderful. So who, put your hand up if it's a heart thing. Wow. Wow. Everybody come real close here, if you would. Thank you. Real close. Are we okay here, team? We okay? Amen. We're okay. Thank you, God. We'll just start right here. Yes, yes, Jesus. Heal, 100%. Heal, heal. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 100% healed. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed, whoever this is, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Healed, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Glory. I see it pouring over you like somebody pouring honey all over your head. Oh, 
Wow. Healing, healing, heart murmur, stop, stop. You work perfectly right now. Perfectly, work perfectly right now, in Jesus' name. I'm speaking into you, I'm prophesying into your heart right now. Health, wholeness, perfection, function, Jesus' name. Same here. You got a lot left in you. There's a lot left in you. There's a lot left in you. Listen. You're not done. Stop counting days and time. now. He's renewing your mind. Yes. Are you getting visions right now? Are you seeing something in the future? Just light. Just light? Okay. All right. Light revelation. Right now. I believe that light you're seeing, he's actually illuminating things in your mind that you've let go of. Showing you who you are. That there's a lot left in you. There are kids who need you. I don't know who that is. I get somehow get the impression they're not yours, but there are people, little ones that need you. Jesus. Father, I pray you would show, bring the revelation identity, purpose, and destiny into our heart, into our mind right now to see what you're showing. And whatever healing is needed in the heart right now, be healed. Be healed. Can I hear an amen in the room on that? Be healed. Be healed. Thank you, Jesus. Heart, too, for you? Okay. Wow. <laughs> yes, Jesus. 100% healing. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You can give in to whatever he's doing. It's okay. You can trust him. He's never, ever going to traumatize you. Ever. He only heals trauma. Heart and mind right now. I speak salvation to your heart. Yes. Jesus, reveal healing in our heart right now. In Jesus' name, do you feel anything happening? You okay? Yeah. Doesn't hurt, does it? Just breathing deep. Breathing deep, good. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. That's good. Blessings of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. 
So I pray your experience with God and his richness and his fullness and healing of your whole body. Show you how blessed you are. How blessed you really are. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, we speak dynamic, miracle-working power right now. Miracle-working power right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Church, I feel a theme in here this morning that there's a thing about diagnosis that gets into our minds that keeps us from believing what Jesus says. It's just not true. It's just not true. Mind be healed from every bit of diagnosis right now in Jesus' name. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So we choose life. And we speak it right now into your body, Bert. We say, heart, be healed in Jesus' name. Function like it's supposed to function. And we declare there are no problems there, that it's healed in Jesus' name. Amen? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. Man, he really likes you. Thank you, God. Wow. I see you standing strong and there's a hurricane blowing against you like like the whole world got summed up into a hurricane and everything bad about it got thrown at you all at once and you're standing there and it's like Jesus is just standing right next to you going can't touch her can't touch her she's my favorite she's my favorite oh thank you God And you know that. It's not anything you've done. Your love for him, oh, come on. Your love for him is amazing, but I'll tell you what, his love for you, you haven't even scratched the surface on it yet. Right now, in Jesus' name, every physical ailment be healed right now. Wow. Wow, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, I feel like something got damaged with you from a doctor. And we're just saying to that, be healed right now in Jesus' name. Right now. There are no earthly solutions or remedies for it. It's just simply the healing touch of Jesus. Just putting his hand on you, moving through you. Oh, thank you, God. I pray the new creation in Betty would begin to manifest into her body and heal her. I pray you turn her into a where people would wonder and go, how does she do that? All that's come at her, all that she's been through, I pray God, you show everyone around her the testimony of Jesus and the power of who you are inside of Betty coming out in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Mind if I put my hand on you? It's okay. 
All right, thank you, God. All right. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, everybody else, just extend your hands this way. Yes, God. Yes, God, I'm praying right now that the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, wrap you up right now. The divine empowerment that the fullness of the Godhead that rests in Jesus, that Jesus that lives inside of you, right now just begin to heal everything on the inside. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, God. Yeah. Say Jesus, say it louder. Say it louder. Jesus, say it louder. There's power in that name, Jesus. He's so good. Healing in your body in Jesus' name. 100%. Hi, what's your name? Dalton. Dalton, what a great name, man. Awesome. Heart stuff? Yes, I got a heart problem. I got mental, demonic, whatever. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Right now, every demonic assignment, stop. That circular thinking in your mind that leads you to depression, that leads you to hopelessness, that makes you scared of everything around you. Right now, in Jesus' name, break. No more. No more. You don't want it, do you? No. Tell it to leave. Leave. Leave, in Jesus' name, leave. leave. In Jesus' name. That's right. Who are you? Dalton. Who are you? Dalton Corey. No. Who are you? No. Of, I don't know. We sang it earlier. I am a child of God. Okay. Dalton, this is who you are. Yes. You're no longer the old person. Yeah. You're no longer the old person. Yes, sir. That's not your identity. That's not who you are. Yeah, Jesus, I pray the manifestation of hope inside of his mind, inside of his heart, that heart problems would disappear. I see them connected directly to what you think. That the heart problems get healed as he renews your mind. I don't do this very often, but I'm gonna challenge you with something. Lay in your bed at night. Speak the name of Jesus till you go to sleep. Okay. Over and over and over again. That's where all the problems are in the bedroom. Where it's, like, it's, in your, it's in your bedroom? That's where you experience them? Yeah. You're and saying? In, in my car, I'll abuse myself and stuff. Okay. <laughs> wow. You know what? I feel like the angelic realm, realm just got excited. No way. Yeah. The angelic realm just got excited. You know what I see them doing? I see them going around with a lasso and they're grabbing the demonic that are flying around your room and in your car. Those things you see landing up in the corner. Do you see things like that? Do you see stuff in your room? Yes. Yeah, I'm seeing them go around right now and they're like lassoing them and they're grabbing them and saying, nope, you're out of here. Nope, you're out of here. You're gone. You're gone. And then what you're going to see, I believe it's like what Jesus said to Nathaniel. You're going to see the Son of God, angels descending and ascending on the Son of God. Remember when he said that to Nathaniel? You get to have that vision like Nathaniel had. You get to have it. So you no longer have those oppressive thoughts and the demonic coming into your head. What you get is you get to see the angelic realm. 
the right angels. Okay. Not the fallen angels. You get the right angels. And you're going to begin to see those things because angels, by definition, means messenger. And in your visual seeing them, they're bringing you stories. Yes, that's what I've been told. <laughs> You've been told that before? So yeah, like in my head. Okay. You've been told that before, that they're bringing you stories. Yeah, they're, they're going to start bringing me stories. I, I've been asking for stories over and over again. I'm like, I want these good stories instead of, I've been leaving. Come on! That's what he's bringing you. He's bringing you good stories. He's bringing you stories that you're going to write down, that people are going to be able to read, people are going to be able to experience. Do you do stuff with computers too? Yes, I, I play Yes. Okay, you like program, not like, like music and stuff, or do you write? What do you do? Um, yeah, I can type, I can type. Okay, so you can type. Okay, so it's like you're putting stuff in. What you're doing is you're actually beginning to partner with heaven. And you're going to write what God is saying to you. And those demonic influences now, they're done. Can we all agree with that? They're just done. They're done, no more. I'm not one of the kind, I'm not the kind of guy that goes around hunting for the de demonic. I don't like doing that. I have a different target. If they get in my crosshairs, I'm going to pull the trigger. Get out in Jesus' name. No more. Commander. No more. Commander. And you get to say that. No, I partner with heaven. I partner with heaven. I want the angelic realm speaking to me. I want the, the, the message of heaven coming to me so I can give it to other people. Amen? Yes, Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Gotcha. Okay. Man, it is simple. You're right. You got that. It's really simple. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, mind be cleared. Right now, just speak his name, Jesus. Jesus. Just say his name. Jesus. Jesus. There it is. It didn't hurt. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. He's so amazing. He's so wonderful. Jesus. 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 Right now. Jesus. I pray wholeness into his heart, into his mind. Every activity that is inconsistent with truth, stop. The word says that he, in Corinthians, it says that he, Satan, goes around blinding the minds of the unbelieving, lest the light of the gospel should shine on them. Blinding the minds, that word noema right there, it actually means thoughts. I don't know if you know this or not, but not every thought you have is yours. Not every thought you have is yours. Right now, I feel you entertaining thoughts that aren't God. They're just not God. Right now, so we're gonna say to the cycle, break right now in Jesus' name. No more. And I feel like whatever is there that's repetitive that keeps hurting you, whatever it is, I don't know, I feel like something's like cycling over and over again, and it's hurting you, and it's hurting people around you. I just speak to that right now and say, no more. Amen. Jesus, no more. Right now. It's not, by, it's not by what you do. It's what Jesus does. It's what Jesus does. And I'm speaking to that thing in your mind that says, I need to perform. I need to clean myself up. I don't know how we still think that. We can't, you can't think that. Jesus' name, be healed. 100% mind and body. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, just make it quick. Let me turn this off. Set it. All right, we're good. All right. 
All right, but extend your hands this way right now. Yeah, I love watching fear and anxiety disappear. I love it. I love watching it run away. I love watching it when the name of Jesus comes up that it has to leave right now. I love it. I love watching it go away. Anxiety is not your future. Anxiety is demonic. It's the worship language of Satan. Worry, anxiety, fear, that's all he can give off. We're just saying right now we're coming out of agreement with it. No more agreement with that. No more partnering with it right now. Anxiety, leave. Leave. Lord, I pray for the proper tools. What's your name, Pauline? For her mind, for Pauline's mind right now that you would deposit in there those weapons of warfare that are unique to her that don't let that ever come back again. No more. No more anxiety stop and all the other physical issues right now in Jesus' name be healed. Be healed. Again, medical miracle for you. Yes. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We have anybody else? Yeah. That was it? No. Oh. I, I have this protrusion on my neck here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like the other side. Mm-hmm. And um, I want it removed. And I believe John fourteen twenty one that Jesus is manifesting himself <laughs> to each one of us up here. Yes. So he wants to manifest himself to me right now. Yes, I agree. He's being removed and gone. Once Mind if I touch it? No. Sorry. All right, Jesus, right now. Move. Move. You said you give the desires of the heart. God, you never gave any qualifiers for it. You give the desire of the heart. Lord, I pray you meet her right there. I can't tell, but see if anything's changing with it. You touch it and see if anything's different. It feels smaller. It feels smaller. And it's disintegrating. Yes, come on. Materializing. Yes. Ceasing to exist on my body. Come on. Can we just say thank you, Jesus, for that? Listen, there's something about being thankful for what God does. Even if it's a small thing, don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. There's something about being thankful. Every time you see Jesus in Scripture where he gave thanks for something, it multiplied. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's okay. He knows that's not you. He knows that's not you. So I'm just speaking to it right now. Whatever has dissipated, even right now in this moment, I say more of it all the way. Yes. All the way. 100% in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Patricia. Yes. I have several heart issues. Okay. Congestive heart failure. My valves are leaking, but they're getting better because I'm using my faith. My heart muscle is hard, and... One more, I can't remember, but I'm That's okay. to be healed. That's okay. He knows what it is. Right now, what's your name? Nancy. Nancy. Nancy, right now in Jesus' name, right now, the power of God just invading your body in space right now. It's taking up all over inside of your space right now, and it's coming with fullness, and it's saying, get out. Everything that is dysfunctional right now and not working, get out. Yes. It's demonic. God does not give these things. He doesn't give these things. God doesn't give us fear. He gives us power, love, and a sound mind. So right now, your mind line up with the healing that God is bringing into your body, the fullness for the power of God. Wow. Wow. It gets okay. You're okay. They got you. Wow. 
Jesus, Jesus, you're so good. One hundred percent healing in yeah. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You too. Got another. Every one of us can identify with this. Every one of us right now. You are, hear this, you're like the Esther, but better because you got Jesus in you. Holy Spirit wasn't given back then, but we got it right now, right? There's a drawing that he's putting inside of you that you can't come up with on your own. It's gonna bring back together what has been torn apart. It's gonna bring back together family. It's gonna bring back together all the relationships that have been broken. Yeah. My son is very sick. Physically sick? Psychologically. Psychologically. Ooh, I love it when Jesus shows up and heals that. Okay. All right, what's his name? Morgan. Morgan, all right, everybody just agree with me that Morgan right now has the encounter that his heart is longing for. His heart is longing for. The word says that Jesus, he is the desire of all nations. That means everybody has a longing inside of them for the person of Jesus. They just don't know what it is. And he's gotten sidetracked, Morgan's gotten sidetracked. He's entertained the demonic. And I'm saying to it right now, it is not a power struggle. It is a truth encounter. And so I speak truth, Jesus, right now into Morgan's heart into his mind, into your family, everyone around you, and I'm speaking hope into you. Dear one, hope into you. Hope, hope, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when it comes, it's a tree of life. And so I'm speaking life into you right now. And I'm speaking that kind of life that's gonna begin to flow through you where you're not looking for an external to start moving things around. It actually is God working in you and out of you to bring that to everyone around you. That healing comes and that whatever schizophrenia, whatever that is, multiple personality, whatever that is that's haunting him right now, it stops in Jesus' name. Amen? You say that? Anytime that comes to mind, you just declare that and you say, it stops in Jesus' name. God is good. That is exactly right. All he does is good in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. So good. Oh. I'm going to end with this. I... Thank you guys, you've been very kind. As much as anything else, my heart it longs for the church of Jesus Christ to start looking like the bride. And listen church, it is, listen, it is not about you being all cleaned up and perfect. He's the one that does that. I can get an amen in a room on that. If you, want, if you have things in your life that hold you up, if you have addictions, if you have circular things that just keep haunting in your life, get your eyes off of them. I have never seen anybody meditate on what's wrong with them and then turn out into a place of hope and righteousness. Never in my life. You set your affections, as Colossians 3 says, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. If you are seated, how many in here believe they're seated with him in heavenly places? Right? You got a dual citizenship. Right? 
You're seated with him in heavenly places. I'm gonna say one last thing, I'm gonna let you go. This changed my mind when that came to me one time. I was sitting in my chair and I read that, that I'm seated with him, Ephesians 2. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I shoved myself away from the desk and it just hit me like I don't even know how to describe it. It was like all of heaven just poured on me in that second and I realized I was praying from the wrong perspective. I have been praying for years for your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then I realized I'm seated with him in heavenly places. So now it's your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't get to beg for it. I get to enforce it. I don't have to strive for it. I can enforce it. And as much as anything else, church, whatever, whatever you take away from here, recognize you carry the kingdom of heaven inside of you. You carry it inside of you. Don't be afraid to release it. My wife laughs at me. Last time I walked into an Outback Steakhouse, and it may have been a steak, but I'm just saying, I walked into the steakhouse, and I opened up the doors, and I said, the kingdom of God just entered here. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I pray God's blessing and grace and glory and love be poured out on you guys like you've never experienced it before. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, thank you.